0: I got answers, baby. You got questions, I got the answers. I have five solutions for the Colts. I have five solutions for mad as hell fans. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. For Tuesday, January 11th, 2022, we are brought to you as always by the great people at today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best in the business. Hire the best. It's what you want to do. If you're in management, what do you do? Do you hire the worst? Do you you take a guy at the bottom of the stack or a a woman at the bottom of the stack a resume and say, I'm going to take a chance on this person? Do you look up employees, prospective employees in the yellow pages? Of course you don't because you don't have yellow pages anymore. However, do you Google? Need a good dentist? No. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill, 317-849-2933. Let's talk about the Colts. Remember to subscribe, like, ring the bell. Let's go. I got five solutions for the Colts. I got five solutions for fans. The lines do not cross. All right, here are the five solutions for angry fans. Number five, ditch analytics. Fire the MIT guys. To hell with these people. They don't know their ass from third base. Football and calculus do not mix. These guys have got to go. You're wasting your money, Jim Say, Strong go. My ass. Move on from the analytics department. Just use analytics differently. Math is a good thing. Math gives you some perspective, right? Perspective, that feeling like football can't just be here. It's got to be here too. And math activates this. It gives you a different level of insight. Use it correctly. Number four, run less. We've got to run less. We've got got to become a balanced offense. We need a quarterback who can win a game with his arm because that's the only way you win in today's NFL. This isn't 1975 anymore. You can't run the ball for 2,000 yards and expect to do that in the playoffs and win. No, don't run less. This is what you do exceptionally well. You were built to do this. You've paid an exorbitant amount of money for that offensive line You've got the best running back in the game, not named Derrick Henry. Use him. Use him well. Run it for 2,000 yards. You can make sure that you can also throw it, but do what you do great. Do not spend the majority of your resources trying to figure out how to take mediocre to good. Go from good to great. Number three, these are for fans to make us feel better. Keep who the Colts admire. Look, we like good citizens in Indianapolis, so let's keep drafting good citizens. And you know what? If they're a little on the mediocre side playing football, that's okay. Because we don't want to read about, you know, remember uh, Nick Harper getting stabbed in the leg? We don't want that on the night before a playoff game. We don't want that, and the team doesn't want that. But look, you've got to win football games. And if you're going to win football games, it's in a Boy Scout troop you got to have real men doing real men work, and sometimes those real men make mistakes. It's not all about citizenship. you got to take a deep breath, understand that sometimes the team that gets off the bus looking scary is the one that's going to win football games in the NFL. Number two, wave Carson Wentz. I'm tired of Carson Wentz. No more Carson Wentz. We can't have this. That guy, you know what, look, I, I'm so tired, I'm speaking for the fans now, I'm so tired of hearing a quarterback's uh, uh, quote scripture, we never heard that from Johnny Unitas, we never heard that from Peyton Manning, what in the wide world of sports does scripture have to do with winning football games or winning a Super Bowl? You ever heard of this? Wave this guy, look at the kind of clunky out there, right? Heard this from a football insider. More blacksmith than surgeon. Yes, true. Don't wave it. Look, if you wave the guy, right now, I'm arguing with that perspective. You wave him. It's going to cost you 15 million dollars against the cap. That's 15 million you can't spend to get better. So you're throwing 15 in the can, and then you got to go find a quarterback. Work with Carson Wentz over an entire offseason. Hope that he's healthy when he starts training camp. Hope that he's got a healthy training camp, that he can develop timing through OTAs and mini camp and then training camp with his receivers. Maybe they can get together in Southern California or some other place. Maybe they can get together here. Figure out how each other works and what they like to do and get their timing down. Wouldn't that be better then just taking Carson Wentz and saying, Dunsky, almost 30 touchdowns, right? Seven interceptions. That's not bad. The statistical line doesn't look terrible. Yes, he looks goofy, throws the ball left-handed. Yes, he makes terrible decisions from time to time. But those terrible decisions yielded fewer interceptions than Philip Rivers threw the year before. And he can run. He can go get first downs with his legs either via the sneak or scrambling. Yes, he makes bad decisions. Maybe that can be cleaned up. Maybe it can't. But the Colts have an out after next year where they can can Carson Wentz, bring an end to the experiment, and move on without having it cost the team $15 million in dead cap money. Number one, fire Frank Reich! Fire him! He's got to go. Frank Reich has got to go, listen, I'm tired of all this sanctimonious crap, all this feel-good nonsense. What is he, a, d- a den mother or is he a football coach for the love of God? Never swears? You can't trust a man who doesn't swear. I want a guy like Iron Mike Ditka, MFing people and treating people like crap. This is what you do? People disappoint you? You scream at them. This is what you do? You don't encourage them? You don't pat them on the fanny? Oh, you'll get them next time, pal. Let's quote some scripture. This isn't the way college or football coaches operate. For God's sake, you ever seen Nick Saban treat somebody like Frank Reich like they're buddies? Tell him the story about how he and Carson Wentz m- met and bonded over scripture? What? And then, oh, it was a strong go. I don't want to hear strong go ever again in my life. Look, you don't fire Frank Reich. Frank Reich is 37 and 28 over the course of four regular seasons. That's not bad. This isn't, you know, it's this isn't like Bruce Coslett with the Bengals. You know what I mean? It's not Abe Gibran with the Chicago Bears back in the day. This is a guy who has won football games, has never had a real clunker of a season— and a guy who is a steady Eddie and has the absolute loyalty of the people he leads. Don't be hysterical. Understand what you got and understand what's out there as a potential replacement isn't necessarily better than Frank Reich. Look, when you fire somebody, you've got to know that the person you're replacing that guy or woman with is going to be better than the one you're kicking to the curb. This is the biggest mistake that upper management makes. They are sometimes bad. They respond with emotion in firing a manager in order to replace that manager with somebody who's not quite as good at the job as the original guy was. happens all the time in the National Football League. All right, here are five solutions that are going to help the Colts Get from where they were this year, nine and eight, to where they need to be. Let's say eleven and six. That'd be good. That'd be a step in the right direction, and would get them into the playoffs. All right. Uh, change the appraisal method. You should do that. Don't draft citizens. Draft champions. I read a great book called Super Scout that Bob Hamill co-wrote with a guy named Jim Russo, and Jim Russo. Long-time baseball scout back in the day. Worked for the St. Louis Browns, worked for the Baltimore Orioles. And what he said is the moment that the Baltimore Orioles went from laughing stock to potential world champion, and then world champion, was when the general manager walked in the room and told the scouts, look, we are looking for champions. If If you can't foresee or if you can't imagine the player you're scouting winning a championship, We don't want that guy. We are not about filling the roster. We are about signing champions. Evaluate people through that prism, and off we go. And off they went. The Baltimore Orioles, throughout the late 60s and through the 70s, were awesome. Because Jim Russo and other guys like him evaluated talent correctly as potential champions, not as... Hey, you know, maybe we can develop this guy into a mediocre player. That's not how you win championships. You go get champions, and sometimes those guys have a little dirt under their fingernails behaviorally. And that's the way it goes. Number four, use free agency to improve at the top of the roster. Not just the bottom of the roster. I think Chris Ballard has been awesome at building the bottom of the roster. I think the Colts have the best Bottom of the roster in the NFL. Players 35 through 53 are really, really good. They are capable players, and that's important. Top of the roster, not so much. Number three, draft weapons. Second and third round, you have got to go get weapons. You've got to get wide receivers. You have to find the, a wide receiver with the characteristics of Jonathan Taylor. And it's not that hard in the second and third round. The year that the Colts drafted Paris Campbell, we know who went immediately after. DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin. For God's sake, go get the weapons, best weapon available. And if you got to teach the guy behavior, go ahead and do that. I'd rather have to teach a guy behavior who's dynamic at the wide receiver position than take a great citizen and try to teach them how to play football. Number two, uh, shuffle the expenses at the top. We've talked about this the last two days. Of the top seven guys, uh, in terms of how much they earn from the Colts, five of them are interior linemen. All five starting interior linemen, the two defensive tackles, two guards, and a center on the offensive side, they are among the top seven earners on this team. The two exceptions, Carson Wentz and Darius Leonard. You cannot build a football team like that. You need weaponry on the exterior. You want to know why the Colts don't have great weapons on the outside of the offense at the wide receiver position or at the tight end position that gives Carson Wentz somebody to throw to? Because they have not invested the resources necessary to go get those guys. They have spent all their time and effort building an offensive line and building a defensive front. That's why you don't have weapons. You want to be balanced? You have got to draft in a balanced way. You have got to sign free agents in a balanced way. You can't invest all your resources on interior linemen. Tell me when one of those guys is going to score a touchdown for you. You need those guys. They're critical to the success of the team. But you can't go around paying your interior linemen at the expense of wide receivers, so you got a bunch of guys at wide receiver. You can't do it. Number one, you got to let Matt Everflips go. You just do. Nice guy, really nice guy, football lifer. That scheme doesn't work. And the scheme didn't improve for the Colts until after the Jets game when Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard sat him down and said, look, Whatever this zone is, whatever this shell is where you're rushing for and and you got kind of the umbrella zone back there, no, 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 can't do that anymore. Start mixing it up. Bring some extra guys for pressure. We're not running your scheme anymore. Do this. Once they did that, all of a sudden the defense became competent. That's the way football works. In Indianapolis you got to have an owner and a GM tell the defensive coordinator your defense sucks so change it now go ahead and fire the author of that defense and hire a guy who's actually got a scheme that works 33 turnovers is really really good but you know what else is good stopping a team on third down and forcing them to punt that's also a turnover and the Colts were not good at third down defense, and they weren't good in the red zone. And they haven't been this year and last year, not good. So Matt Eberflus, nice to know you, really good person. I have no doubt of that, but you can't keep people around just because they're good and decent and loving and family people. You can't. This is about winning football games, and there has got to be a head on a platter for 9-8, and and allowing the Jaguars to do what they did on the offensive side of the ball to you with a quarterback who can't play dead, or at least hasn't been able to play dead this season. There you go. We fixed everything. Fans feel better. I feel better, because through the first five solutions, I kind of purged a lot of anger, and probably a lot of anger that you feel. And then we got real about it and got practical and we actually solved problems. Chris Ballard, you want balance, you've got to draft in a balanced way, and you've got to spend in free agency in a balanced way. That's what you do. And by the way, if Mark Lewinsky wants another contract, the likes of which he is currently enjoying the fruits of, no. Goodbye, Chris Reed, hello, Danny Pitter, hello, whatever. You just can't do what you've done and expect a different result. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. By God, we'll solve more problems. Lance Stevenson signed a a second 10-day contract. Good for the Pacers. Got to get that deal done. Got to keep that guy on the floor. He is breathing life into this franchise at a level that we haven't seen in a long time. And it is refreshing as hell to watch a Pacers actually enjoy playing basketball, and something's got to happen. Some of that has got to rub off onto Malcolm Brogdon or what are we doing, right? Talk to you tomorrow morning.